Okay, let's do it. Okay, um, what's the structure real quick? Do we, um, do I take off these headphones and then Yeah, I'm going to take off my headphones right. at yes. some point because otherwise the... I, there's a delay, you know? I'll hear you in spaces. Okay, so you're ready to join, right? So I'm not awkwardly just there ready alone. Ready to join, <laughs> leaving this audio. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just setting up my spaces. Mm. Uh, I'm adding a recording <laughs> can you icon. Can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Cool. Yes. Oh my goodness, Same. I feel so bad at iOS. Hello! Uh, sorry, we're just getting set up, so we're a little bit... <laughs> a little bit slow here. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. So last no. week tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I, I could not. Uh, so, hello everybody. For those joining, this is us trying out uh, Twitter Spaces again. Should I post in Discord as well? I think I can. Oh yeah. Uh, do that. So um, every second Thursday we record our podcast, and now we're trying to do it through Spaces, so that it's like a thing. So it turns out, by the way, I tweeted them about the audio because they said that you could sometimes get it out. They just yeah. never reply to me. I'm not cool enough or something. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, well, I, f so that was I think I figured out how to record if we have someone join this time because mm -hmm. last time I was just using the um, like Android screen recorder that just came out like kind oh, yeah. of recently. And yeah, that would be the first four minutes of audio and the first right. 24 minutes of video with no <laughs> audio and then lost everything else so right all right so we're recording our podcast um i'm pasting a link into our discord welcome <laughs> and this is why i said we should uh talk about what we're going to talk about this week but let's what, talk about what we're going to talk about well what's what's uh, on your minds and hello, everybody, and welcome. This is just the pre-show, unfortunately, so bear with us for a second here. Oh, God. What, is, what just happened? What was that? What is happening? Yeah, I don't know. I have a... Something happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can you still hear me? Yep. That was very strange. Yeah, so what happened is that the headphones I use for recording... They connected to my iPhone, so suddenly all kinds of stuff was happening and I couldn't hear you anymore, so... Oh, very strange. Um, so, hello and welcome. I think uh, we're just like setting up a show for those who are yeah. just joining us. Uh, we have like two, like it's complicated to record a Twitter space because uh, as far as I know, A, it doesn't work on an iPad, which would make it a lot easier. <laughs> Um, right. And B, like you can't record straight from a phone trivially when there's no headphone jacks anymore. So, <laughs> so it would be a lot easier like ten years ago. Um, yeah. So, like the first thing that maybe is worth talking about because it's top of mind for me is maybe the medium thing that happened this week. Oh uh, yeah, which was like a small, large deal. I feel. <laughs> so, like we can start there. Uh, I can tell you what I know that happened. <laughs> then we can we can talk about everything else that happened this week which yeah uh, especially uh, because well. the medium thing is kind of a big deal but me as a person who doesn't really write didn't yeah. you know 
wasn't filled yeah. in on it. I also really want to talk, really, I also kind of want to talk about the Slack thing that happened with yep. the adding the other people to your DMs only instead <laughs> of just to your space, which is just super strange. Uh, me that and Zach good. had a little of a tryout there, which was interesting. Oh yeah, you got it to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've used Slack Connect before, which is where you share a channel with another organization's mm-hmm. channel, mm-hmm. and anybody that's in there, you can DM. You know, once they've been added to the share channel that you're in, right? And it looks identical to the like new Slack DMs. It's just you're doing it without having a shared channel. Interesting. But everything else is the same. Interesting. Well, do you want to uh, do the intro? I feel like we've, oh, we yeah. could talk about Medium, Slack, Discord, and uh, like digital whatever ocean. else. A digital Ocean. Woo! That's a good one. Um, and then we can just launch into it because we okay. have a pretty tight time box. I have a UX review at 10, so I have to log off 10 minutes before to at least pretend like I'm organized. Okay, let's do it. Go for it. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 166, the podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaped in the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and joining me are... Frederica Motti. Owen Williams. And we're live Hello, on Twitter Spaces friends. too, which is fun. So thank you if you're listening there. We're just hanging out. Uh, but uh, what's what's been happening in your world? So like, I was going to say welcome to day 380 of endless lockdowns, but I don't know how it is there. I had my well, we just... second pandemic birthday last weekend. Oh, oh. fuck. Yeah, you did. <laughs> happy happy pandemic-versary. Pandemiversary? I don't know. Sex birthday last year was the first digital birthday I attended. Yeah, me too, actually. I think we drank and played digital games, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because, well, it, there was nothing funny about it, but <laughs> it was funny because I recall it was like midnight there or something. You were all lit and it was like <laughs> yeah. 5 p.m. here. So we were like not buzzed at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a whole I'd bottle of wine by myself. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We had planned a champagne and poker night, mm. and so we had enough champagne for like six people. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, it was just the two of us, and so that's how things kind of got out of hand. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, it, was actually, it was actually also the most fun digital birthday I went to, because then I was still, you know, a little bit positive about everything. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. we just had elections here in the Netherlands. That was interesting. This, like this last week, right? Yeah. Did you have to go and vote in person? That's probably the most yes. important question I have for you. Interesting. Yes. They had this new concept, which is called a drive-through voting booth. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you like could, a bike. You could vote it. No, you could vote in your car. Oh, what about bikes though? I feel like this is missed opportunity. But the funny thing about the voting in the car thing is that um, you were only allowed to do it if you were in the car alone. (laughs) 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 So you like, if you had multiple people to vote, did you like, you have to drive around the block and like drop them off, drop them off and come back? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or you could, or you could vote for someone else. That was possible. You could, um, 
yeah that, that's, oh, there's I recall, an option yeah, for the that. proxy voting i uh yeah the, I, I learned i learned a lot about that in the last dutch election because we still lived in the netherlands then and uh femme was overseas but i wasn't allowed yeah. to vote for her because i am not a citizen which is oh. weird <laughs> Like, I had all the shit, and they were like, no, but you can vote at the waterboard elections. I'm like, okay, cool. Waterboarding. I feel like they should let taxpayers vote. Mm-hmm. Or permanent residents, at least. Like, although I wonder if it's... I wonder what New Zealand does. Probably not nothing as well. I can't vote in any country forever. It sucks. <laughs> like, Come I can on, vote in New Zealand, you? but... yeah. You I actually love email, telling right? people about voting. Yeah, I voted. Uh, well, it wasn't email. So they, you log into your online New Zealand like ID thing. Like they have one ID and you go to the elections thing. You, you download a PDF. You print it. You have to fill it out with white ink. And you just take a photo of it on your phone. <laughs> and you go to this website and it's just like upload a JPEG. And you voted. It's bananas. It only works Amazing. for people overseas. Like you're not, um, you're not allowed to do it if you're in the country. Uh, but I love it because people are like, that's so insecure. How could you possibly yeah. vote through a picture? I'm like, well, the PDF is from the secure thing. So I had to, I really had to get do a lot of stuff. And then when I upload the picture, they check it. So, you know. Sure. Yeah, it was weird. I really liked, um, there was a big, I, there was a big win on the right side, unfortunately. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Fuck it. Which is weird and also sad for many reasons but we we shouldn't talk about this for too long but yeah the the voting booth uh drive-through voting booth was funny i didn't go the, because i don't have a car i just have to by the way apologize to people on twitter spaces because the captions completely don't understand me <laughs> it's like just putting cuss words in there because of my accent <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna turn them off i also put the like android system captions on for hopefully the screen recording that actually works this time. Oh, that's cool. So we may have captions, but they definitely aren't super accurate, but I would say they're like a step up from the like Twitter ones. Right, right. Um, so we'll see how it goes, I guess. Questions though. Let's, let's, yeah. let's just like, let's go straight into the medium thing. I'm spicy. I'm still angry. Uh, so this week... It was pretty hard to avoid on Twitter, but I mean, a lot of people probably don't see media, media spicy news, but Medium announced, I don't even know where to start on this thing. It's so confusing. <laughs> Ev Williams, one of the Twitter boys, announced that uh, Medium is making changes yet again, <laughs> pivoting to something else. Who knows what the fuck? And if you read the post, you probably came away none the wiser. Like even I read it and I was like, ah, yes. I know less than when I went in, but the, the TLDR is um, they uh, they had started investing in like first party publications last year, and I think they had about nine of them. It was uh, one zero. There was one called Elemental. There was one called Zora. There was a bunch of them, and they were all really focused on like uh, specific niches. I wrote a weekly column for them uh, through that time, so they actually paid me. Uh, over that time, like every week to, to do that, which was really cool. Well, they seem to have killed it now. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was really weird. Like there were, I didn't even know how to read the post. It was like something about reading between the lines. It was like, Substack is hot and we want to be that. And we are not. And, uh, 
but there's all this weird stuff with it because they were like, we're pivoting away from publications because we don't think that's the future of journalism. It didn't seem to be working. Even though we had 700,000 paying fucking subscribers, uh, which is insane for any upstart right. media outlet. Seven, like 700,000 paying subscribers is ridiculous. It's so many. Uh, and so anyway, but as a result, they're getting rid of this thing and like it's going to be about individuals, whatever. Um, and man, it's a shame. So like the whole, it sounds like what's happening is they've the people at uh, One Zero and like all of my friends who work there, which are a, is a huge bummer, have been offered like basically a buyout or you can stay and be like the random editor for whoever these people are that or whatever like Substack rip off that like whatever they're doing um and this comes by the way a month after they failed to unionize definitely not a coincidence uh right yeah i was so, gonna say there wow. w wasn't there a weird thing with the yeah. union the other the other week basically yeah and so look that happened um it was a i think it lost by one vote which is a huge bummer and um yeah so it sounds like so i'll tell you this i actually have no idea like i'm saying like I have no idea what's happening because my editor, I said to him, like, don't worry about me. I'd rather you worry about your job and you can tell me what's happening later. Um, so I literally know nothing. I didn't hear from, like, I don't know, presumably whoever's left. Like, I haven't, I have no idea. Um, yeah, it's pretty shit. <laughs> do we know what Medium is actually going to do instead? Well, I assume it's, like, pivoting back to what it was in the first place. Like, Medium... The, the original form of medium was like individual people making posts and growing their individual audiences. And it seems like pivoting back to that, but with email in them, like a newsletter thing in the mix. Um, mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I, I resent the fact that like, it's all trend based. First of all, like everything in the media is always like this, unfortunately. And medium tends to do that. This is like the third pivot. I, I've been like, uh, involved in at least at medium like the previous one i was like doing it on my own like they are pivoting back to now uh and and then i uh, was very lucky to meet damon bearers the head of uh he's like the managing editor of one zero by chance in new york and i literally asked him dead straight i was like hey man can i like would you be open to doing a column and that's how it, like it ended up it was just like pure luck um and then that was amazing. Like, and just to be clear, I like, I am mostly okay. But like, I'm, I'm like, I have internalized it because I didn't lose my job. Like, this was a side thing. I was, I'm very thankful that they even paid me for so long. Um, but it is a huge bummer, I think, for the people who work there because they were doing great stuff. Like, they had written original stories that really, like, they had a big one about Amazon at one point. They had. Um, Shit, there was a, there was one that actually changed the course of something that I'm completely blanking on right now. But like they had a really big impact based on just the fact that they existed for a year, and I think that like the trend away from publications completely is a real shame because while Substack has done interesting things, there is some garbage shit on there, and like people need editors. The shit if I didn't have an editor, the shit that I would publish is it would it's way worse. Like the amount of edits that they help me with and stuff, it's. They make you a better person, and it's easy to discount that, I think. Um, and, like, like you'll see on Twitter, if you're on journalism Twitter like I am, people are complaining about their editors right. all the time. But it's, it's a, it's a, it's a love-hate relationship, right? Like, I, I really value editors because it's, like, they help you 
have better, clear, concise thoughts. Um, and that was really cool that Medium was providing that for people. And so it's a shame. I don't know. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. With the, I still want to write stuff. I had two stories lined up. Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I didn't, like, write them and submit them yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, correct so, me if I'm wrong, but didn't there also something happen at Substack recently where, where kind of, like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole Sorry, thing fell apart. I, I tried. Yeah, Nazis. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, there's the thing where they don't want to moderate it. I mean, the other thing. So like, there's this viral thing that uh, people are talking about, which is like the scam of Substack. And basically, they uh, like I think it was a little oversold. Into like, it's not a scam. They were like they were supporting writers for their first year, but they had done it in a shady way that it looked like they were earning actual revenue, and so they'd show up on the leaderboard and like success begets success whatever it is I, I mean on one side of this i'm like it's really cool that they're giving people the money to go out and do journalism that was the hardest part uh when i ran my paid newsletter which is weird i did it four years before they existed the hardest part was the first six months because like you have to convince people to pay you and then you have to do it long enough that they see the value um and so that that's huge but then on the other on the you know on the other hand they're like, we don't want to moderate the platform. It, it will shake out itself. And it's like, it's the same as Facebook. It's the same shit. They're saying, you know, one hand is saying we don't moderate the platform. The other hand is paying people <laughs> to write stuff. And it's just like incompatible. Like you are a media company at that point. Yeah, well, exactly. I had sort of read that the, yes, they, they were paying writers on top of like the subscription, you know, fees that they were collecting for people subscribed mm -hmm. so that they could get more writers to go out and say look at all the money i'm making writing on substack mm -hmm. to get more people to sign up but right. like it's like youtube where 99 percent of people that upload will never make any money yeah it's a loss for them and so yep. i think substack's in the same position but they were paying people to kind of pretend like that's not the case yeah and i don't know it's a bummer because like people to like pivot back to the medium thing um i think a medium historically got a bad rap like they did a lot of good stuff for journalism like they like they were paying people like zora is a great uh like vertical that probably wouldn't exist somewhere else they're like paying for people of color to write stories that are not getting placed anywhere else and medium gets a really bad rap like they don't get enough credit for that stuff but also on the other hand fuck them because they threw everybody under the bus for like the fourth right. time like how many times yeah. are they gonna do this before realizing that like people just don't trust them anymore like the three pivots i can remember and correct me if there were any more maybe it was just two that i can remember at one point it was like they pivoted away from individuals uh and they started adding publications and blah 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 you could have like your domain name and then they were like, oh, but you can like, you can even take payments and there's a membership thing now, blah, blah, blah. And there was um, that really popular publication that moved over. And then they were like, nope, we're removing all the payment stuff. It's gone next week. Good luck. Bye. And then they removed custom domains. That was the second thing. And they said That's like, no, it's just for individuals. Then one zero and like all the first party publications came back. And then now they're saying that they're pivoting back because they've added customization to you, to the editor now. You can like add your own fonts to the site, which is a whole thing. You can add custom domains again. And it's like, uh, 
what do you want to be yeah. are you a cms are you a media company like what is happening yeah exactly it's like they're going back and forth on the same issue i remember them having a very very aggressive uh paywall yes oh and yeah it was like Medium one of the paywall. first ones yeah. It was like one of the first ones in the media landscape. And I remember there being so much like talk about like how, if it's good or bad and, yeah. you know, if information is free or not, which is interesting. But um, so, you know, what's really interesting is I, I always knew that the medium thing for me was too, too good to be true. They were paying more than any media outlet I had ever worked with for what I was doing, which was amazing. Um, but I will tell you this, six months ago, there was a pay cut to all freelancers that I don't think I've seen reported anywhere. It was about a 33% pay cut. And so they were saying back then they were shoring up, you know, they're like, cause like if you're blowing that much money on freelancers, like I understand it at some point, like you have to, you have to do something. And so there was about a 33% pay cut. And I'm, I have to say as the person who's always been outside of the U S getting U S dollars, I'm like, even that amount is still good, man. <laughs> and so uh, that happened. But I definitely had a moment there where I was thinking, like, "Oh, this is this is going to end at some point." And I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm really grateful that it existed. And I, frankly, the the most frustrating thing is I don't know, like, what's happening. And there's other columnists. So there were about five of us who wrote weekly columns, and other other columnists actually rely on that for an income. Like, I'm. I'm thankful that it was more of a side thing, but some of the other columnists that I work with don't, you know, I would, I would be freaking out because it's like, it's a, it's a good chunk of your revenue if that's your full-time like freelance gig. Yeah, that's, but also, um, I was, I was always, because when this, when you started writing for them, I was kind of hoping that this was, uh, for once something that would prove that this is possible. Because mm -hmm. I know as an illustrator, I also work for publications sometimes and mm -hmm. the amounts of money that are being offered for the amounts of work that I have to do are insane. The pay like is extremely, okay. extremely low. Right, right. Like the pay is extremely low and the workload is extremely high. And then also deadlines are super short. And I only imagine that this is the case also for writers. Um, I have heard some, you know, numbers being thrown around, which are all pretty low for like big publications. And even if you write yeah. for something and maybe, maybe specifically if you write for something that has like a really good name, mm -hmm. um, I, I'll tell you what, the, 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 the big names pay less. I, I've had the yeah. New York times offer me $150. <laughs> yeah. For an article, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so like it's, it's. The big names tend to be stingier, especially the ones that are like uh, really, fam really, really famous or old school publications. I actually, the New York yeah, Times wanted me at one point to write about Fortnite. The one time I did it, they offered me 150 bucks and then they fucking ghosted me. So good times. Um, yeah. The others like Vice pay terribly. Uh, like The Verge pays okay. But Medium was paying, I would say, 3x maybe more but the thing is the thing is also that if you know what kind of like you know if we're talking about 150 dollars um we're not talking about like giant numbers either you know what uh medium was paying was probably what it should be you know mm -hmm. not right. heaps of money either you know yeah 
Um, so I was really happy to see them pay fairly for once, especially yeah. in editorial, especially on the internet, because I yeah. think that this, that's the way that we have to go somehow. Um, but also the stability, and... like getting weekly columns have, have largely died off uh, in general. Like it's been really hard. I found that the relationship is usually like you're pitching them it's like a it's not a commitment it's just like you're pitching them random shit to see what will stick whereas medium was like yeah. hey every week come with a story we'll guarantee it if the you know uh if yeah, you bring exactly. ideas and we'll, they, it was a two-way street too they were like hey there's this thing and it's like it was very it was a very different relationship from working with vice for example which was like here's this one thing that you'll get assigned also you have to write it and we'll pay you like eight thousand years later uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> after it's published <laughs> we pay you so. in 90 days um oh, it's 90 days after yeah. publication in many cases too which is insane yeah. like it's so long but anyway yeah. it's a huge bummer i don't know what's going to happen i'm really worried about the people who work there they had i i would say they had some of the best talent like they they had hired people from the verge they had hired people from vice they had hired people wow. from slate quartz all of that stuff and just to like a year and a half in is the very Ev Williams thing to do. It's like, just like blow it up. Well, and I would say like laying off people is always shitty, but doing it during a pandemic when there's mm -hmm. not a ton of job opportunities for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's my understanding is this high unemployment rate. So yeah, it's not really a fucking good thing to do at all. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see, like, I don't feel like it, if Substack is in play and as much as I don't like it, it has a lot of hype and I think people are going there by default right now. Um, I, my, my hot take, uh, maybe to wrap this up, is own your audience is, is probably like the thing I would teach you here is like even, Substack, you sort of own your audience, but you don't really. Like, I'm very seriously looking at other platforms like Ghost. Uh, which also has a membership thing now, but you host it yourself and like you have total control over it versus like on medium, I have whatever subscribers, but I'll never, I, like I'm going to have to beg them to follow me somewhere else where, and I assume like at Substack you can get the emails, So I'll, I'll allow it. But you know what I mean? Like I'm now at the point where I'm like, okay. I, and I understand why people are going independent, but I do think there's risks with that model too. I did it for two years. The, the biggest problem with the Substack model is once you start writing and people are paying you, if you take a break, they're going to stop paying you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least that was my experience is like you really had to work hard to explain to people like, hey, I do need to have downtime. Like, here's what to expect. Sometimes you'll get this. Sometimes you'll get that. Um, Golden shackles. Even worse than editors, work. Yeah. Editors are good, by the way. Editors are great. People should stop complaining about them. Some of the drivel you would see published otherwise. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, enough about that. I can bring back well, anything I learn in the next few weeks. <laughs> should we see if anybody in Spaces wants to chime in? Well, if you have a hot take on Medium or anything to add, we'd love to hear it. Just note that you are, we are recording. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you for And uh, I did Hopefully put a little recording icon, but, uh, you know, anyway. So it's Can people do the thing like, where they put on I, their, I think uh, on their hand or whatever? Sorry? Yeah, how does it work? Yeah, how can people uh, say they want to chime in? <laughs> Maybe they can react um, with some sort of emoji or something. Sort of, it's hard to know who is who as well. Like, oh, Juan is here. Hello, Juan. Um, <laughs> so maybe maybe let's do that for the Slack segment, like, if, if that's okay. 
because I, I don't feel like really talking about medium anymore. I'm a little bit cranky about it. Um, okay, it's okay. If, if people don't mind, I think we'll like open the floor when we actually come to the Slack thing. Um, so, oh, okay, Juan. Okay, we, I'm going to add Juan because I, I haven't talked to him in a very long time. I'm sorry to snob anybody else. Hello, Juan, <laughs> you, can, you can speak. You're being recorded. Um, it says connecting. It's probably his French internet. No, I'm <laughs> So rude. Yeah, to, he, um, he still shows up as a listener now, but okay. We'll see so how this works. So while we wait for whatever the hell Spaces is doing, let's oh, just like, oh, uh, bugger. Okay, Spaces is great. So let's talk about Slack. Yesterday, they, <laughs> I can't even, what a day. They Yesterday, they announced that uh, you could DM anybody on Slack. Oh, anybody yeah. outside of your team. And by the way, this was pre-announced last year at their conference. They have a conference. They, they said there was a beta for this. Um, but uh, they, they opened it for everybody yesterday. And the idea was, it's very simple. You can click a button and invite anybody based on the email address and talk to them on your Slack. So it's sort of like MSN or like AIM or something where it's okay, like but all you know what the um, You know what the weirdest thing is about this? And I've... I've yeah been in a situation before where I have, say I have like five Slack groups. One of them is like a private one that I have with my friends and so on and so on. But most of them are companies that I work with freelance, right? Um, I've, I've, I've had mm -hmm. it happen. Hey, Juan is a speaker now, I oh. think. I it's true. Him. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello. hey wow. friends. I just wanted to say, uh, Zach, your voice, you're definitely using a professional microphone. It sounds so good. I know, I want to know how he's doing that. <laughs> you, yeah, you hooked yeah, it up I, to your phone? Yeah, yeah. And then, wow. yeah, I have a Rode, uh, like an NT Mini, whatever they're called, plugged into my phone. And then from there, I'm pulling the audio out to a different computer so that we can record you, which, <laughs> like, consent to, please. Um, so that you can... Perfect. Yeah, good. So that you can be on the podcast as well. Oh my god! Honestly, it's it, it was just a thing that stuck out for me because I've been in a couple of spaces and yeah, you know the the audio quality in general is uh, a lot better than Clubhouse already, but yeah. you're just taking it to the next level. It's crazy. <laughs> now I need so, to figure. I need to adapt it <laughs> so I could do on, this too. Are you also on Clubhouse? Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse. Yeah, I, I've tried it a couple times. Uh, been in a couple of rooms. It's actually interesting. There's there's a lot of... Sorry, I'm totally taking over the conversation. No. If you guys no, want to talk it. more about Medium. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Club. it's fun. There's a lot of, you know... There's a lot of stuff around UX writing, content design, which is interesting. You can find a lot about, like, different niches. But the thing that I like a lot about Spaces is it's just about hanging out, really. Yeah. Like you just jump into a space and there's people talking and it feels like a living room a little bit. There's not really yeah. um, uh, often oftentimes there's not really a, a topic or anything. So you're just mm -hmm. hanging out with people, meeting them. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So but the funny cool. thing is that um, this morning I had a moment where um, I was, I think, just scrolling on Instagram or something and a post mentioned... Uh, tonight on Clubhouse and I was like wow I haven't heard about Clubhouse in definitely like a week or so like I saw no one talk about it or post yeah. about it That's I had already forgotten in, uh, about it in the modern times right it's kind of an example to me of like how smaller companies and I know Clubhouse is well funded but like smaller mm -hmm. companies mm -hmm. in headcount 
have trouble competing with larger companies because Twitter was so fast to be able to add Android yeah. support. And I still oh, will sure. probably not be able to join Clubhouse for kind of a long time. Yeah, yeah, another year or something. It's kind of funny that I can only make this Twitter space from my iPhone. <laughs> like I could join them, but I cannot. I cannot make it there. Uh, Juan, I do want to ask you though. Do you have a Do you have a take on uh, Medium as a fellow writer? Or like you've written for a few publications, right? So like I don't know what your view on it would be. Yeah, I have, I have a take. I guess you know, for me, um, after working at the Next Web, and then mm-hmm. like you, obviously, and then kind of rolling into freelancing. Um, I started off doing, you know, freelance journalism and I generally, most of it, I really didn't love. It was really, I, I, if I, if I look back at it now, like seeing that today, like in, in today's world, I'm, you know, more of a product oriented writer, um, back in the day, like I found it really hard to keep, uh, you know, pitching stories and, you mm-hmm. know, getting paid relatively low wages for quite a lot of work yeah. from time to time. Like, you know, yep. you've written for Vice, you've written for Motherboard, you know, like yeah. some of them pay really badly. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot yeah. of work and you have to deal with, you're constantly pitching. And I don't know, I, I very quickly wanted to kind of get, um, you know, uh, yeah. get, get away from that. So for me, I, I think it's sad because I knew from you, like you've told me in the past that Medium paid mm-hmm. well, which was, you mm-hmm. know, really, really cool, um, especially because, you know, uh, one zero and all that stuff, it looked, they had, they had a clear direction. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The writers mm-hmm. connected to it. Um, I guess it's sad that that doesn't, you know, that that's not, not going to happen yeah. anymore, seeing as they were one of the few that they were paying actually very, very competitive uh, yeah. uh, wages. Um, I don't know who else is even doing it. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. It. And now we're stuck in this situation again where you kind of have to, you know, hover between if you're a freelance writer today, freelance journalist, you know, it's hard work. Like you just have to, you have to pump out a lot of, uh, pitches. You have to pump out a lot of, uh, you know, con- you have to get, uh, get in touch with a ton of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shitload of emailing. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, if you if you would have you know if you would be able to get connected to well previously to one of those medium uh, verticals, yeah. then you'd have a steady stream of income, and you know they treat you generally very well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what what you told me at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely very unique, um, and like I said, not super sustainable. But it is the other thing that I didn't mention that you just reminded me of is like the really fucked up thing. And I'm not calling out Vice; it's just the one that's at the top of my head. All of them work like this. Uh, is it's you pitch the story. You sp- I would say most of story writing is just emailing people, first of all. That's the lamest shit. Uh, <laughs> and you pitch the story, you send it to them, and then you probably spend a good amount of time, like a week or like a way, a ton of time emailing them, doing edits and shit. So you eat all this time. Some of them take longer, some take less. And then like you have to get it published, which takes even longer. And then the payment clock starts. But if it doesn't get published at any time in there, you also often don't get paid. So you do all of the work. And if the story oh. gets stale... By the time that it's out, uh, you don't get paid. Or you get paid, like, I think me, uh, uh, Vice was, like, 20% or something. And then, like, 20% of a few hundred bucks is, like, meh. <laughs> I've been there, yeah. It, it's really, yeah. It really just adds to the stress of, you know, being a freelancer in the first place. And yeah. I don't know, especially when I just got started, all of that stuff was, was just way too much for me to handle. So I, I quickly made a plan to kind of get out of that and, and yeah turn more towards product writing but you know there's a lot of people who are you know 
journalists primarily and really love the um, love the yeah. you know love the work that they do and uh, kind of want to continue doing that but yeah the reality of it, of it today is that it's pretty hard to to make a living especially being yeah. famous i mean yeah, I i've always wondered for a reason <laughs> yeah i always wondered how people do this because as a illustrator that sometimes works in editorial editorial for me is i always kind of see it as a treat because it's usually very mm. creative work it's very usually very like nice jobs it's very fast so it doesn't mm. eat up a lot of time uh but it doesn't pay at all basically well i mean mm. you get some money but you know compared to what you can get for uh other commercial jobs it, it's mm -hmm. very low so i'm doing it kind of for the love of it you know rather than for but i also know people who, who do this full time and i always wonder yeah. how <laughs> i think i think um it'll be interesting for me because i ha i mean again i'm thankful to have a job that's not related to any of these changes but um you know i still want to write sometimes and so maybe yeah, i'll it's start really writing fun. on my own blog again i guess <laughs> like a charge comes back i don't know like so i have to figure that out um yeah because i definitely don't want to go around pitching people for 150 dollars. so uh i might as well do it for my own benefit at that point yeah yeah i get it i mean you know like to to get back to your point freddie what you, mm -hmm. what you were saying about um uh kind of doing it just for the love of it like there's definitely been you know, some of the, the worst paid jobs that I did as a, as a freelance journalist or writer were the ones that I loved the, be the most because yeah. I just, yeah, like, exactly. came up with this batshit crazy idea yeah. and they were like, sure, we'll give you $100 to write this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would like spend, I don't know, three days doing research yeah. and yeah. oh my God, that was... It is fun though. That's the annoying thing. That, that's what really bums me out is I really do love it and it's really easy to like be annoyed by it and that like but that it is genuinely fun it's just a real shame that the value isn't there and i don't want to write takes all day on substack like i know there's a whole industry there but it's just not for me so yeah well i and i guess like delayed take here but isn't medium now trying to directly compete with twitter's you know review acquisition oh my god i forgot about that Twitter, Twitter owns a newsletter tool. <laughs> do, well, did you do you remember like eight million years ago there was that rumor that Twitter would like buy Medium at first, and then it was like Twitter would let you make a Medium post directly from the editor was the next thing. Neither of those ever happened. Uh, I remember this. Like, I think we were both at TNW back then. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Twitter's gonna do one thing," and like it took ten years for them to do anything. <laughs> Well, they're doing but, things now. Yeah, well, they are. They, they genuinely are. But it is it is funny to think about that, I think, um, in that context. Because F was a founder of Twitter, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, they've, been, they've been linked somewhat, I think. I don't know. I have, I, I, I'm going to reserve my hot takes on that guy because, like, I don't know what's happening with my column yet, but maybe <laughs> 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 I'll get really harsh otherwise. I don't know. It's just a real shame. Like, technology people coming into the journalism industry and being like, I will disrupt this. And then after one year being like oh that was too hard no i fire everybody it's just like a repeating cycle and it's terrible yeah i'm bored of disrupting now bye yep. <laughs> i feel like i feel like i saw a tweet call it like the disease of scale because ev sold blogger to google for like a lot of money and mm -hmm. so the seven hundred thousand paid subscriptions on medium that's like 35 million revenue 
isn't enough for Silicon Valley. But outside of that, you'd be like, oh, that's a really decent business that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make $35 million a year. And as long as you keep your operating <laughs> costs below that, you're profitable. But yep. it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. it's not a billion dollar company. And mm-hmm. that might be why the pivot happens. And I think that's short-sighted, to be honest. Indeed. Indeed. Um Juan, I don't know if you want to stay on to talk about Slack or not, um, but do you, have you tried the share DMs? <laughs> I have one more thing to add uh, yeah, yeah. to something kind of related to the topic we're talking about right now before you, you, you all go on to, to talk about sure. other more interesting stuff. Um, but it was uh, what, what you were saying earlier, Zach, about kind of what we were talking about Clubhouse and innovation and how, how big companies can quickly out-innovate smaller, less-funded companies. Mm-hmm. I think spaces and everything that's happening around like how do you call this? You call, you call this like audio platforms, I guess? It's like, like serendipitous audio. I don't even know. It's like shit podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everything that's happening here, like you're seeing that, you know, I think from a technical point of view, Twitter has already kind of outperformed Clubhouse just in sheer quality of their product, even though they're still in a beta state. Like yeah. the audio quality is better. You can do reactions. Like you don't have to do the stupid mic uh, muting thing where you kind of if you want to clap like you have to mute and unmute yourself really quickly all the <laughs> hacked stuff <laughs> it's, it's really quite you know early days for them and then you know uh, there's rumors that Facebook is working on something there's other players that are you know maybe interested in, in doing something in this space and all of these big companies they can just quickly drop like a team of 10 or of 30 yeah. developers and designers on it and kind of build something that totally blows clubhouse out of the water yeah. from a technical point of view the only the only thing that clubhouse is going for them right now is that they well you know have a lot of users uh mm-hmm. but you see those graphs uh you know and, and there was a, a twitter thread that went viral recently this one dude who kind of predicted that clubhouse would die down uh, quickly mm-hmm. over time with like a, the user numbers kind of dipping already you know mm-hmm. maybe it was just a hype for them and maybe seeing as Twitter already has, you know, that whole social graph and people already using it, maybe they can actually build it into something that, you know, uh, will last long into the future. Uh, yeah, and, and, I think you know, personally, a, I'm rooting for them. That's a big chunk of why it's appealing to me is it's like in my feed. Like I don't have to go to another app yeah, or whatever. And already. usually I'm like, I love the independence. But like in terms of Twitter, I think this is like, it just makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, like the, the it fits the shit posting. on the feed it fits like it just it is like the least jank pivot i've ever seen and it's quite it's quite amazing yeah no absolutely how has spotify not done this (laughs) yeah they must be kicking themselves about this i know i mean they own anchor i still think about it every day how disappointed i am that anchor never did anything really (laughs) good times yeah Anyway, that was me just dropping some uh, my, uh, my opinion on all of you. Some and now I'll leave you to uh, I'll leave you to discuss Slack and and other more interesting things. But this was super fun, and uh, thanks for dropping thanks for me on the stage. Hope everybody's Cheers. doing well. Bye. Thanks for joining. All right, now we'll we'll talk about the Slack thing now. Um, yeah, we have ten minutes. Let's uh, yeah. I have, as I said minutes. at the start, I have to go do my actual job after this. Um, so yesterday, anyway. Slack announced the thing. You can DM anybody. Have you used it? First of all, I, I, I don't answer yes. yet. I can't because oh. I'm on an enterprise company where they have to turn it on and they have blocked it. 
Well, aren't, <laughs> the thing is, though, okay, I was like in the middle of a story before we added Juan, yeah. but the thing is, you, uh, you can add it to any Slack. So, for instance, you can add it to your friend Slack or to like a, a, a work Slack. But for me, I don't know if a friend Slack is really a thing anymore. I do that. I, I, think I only have friend fine. discords now. <laughs> But um, anyway, the thing is that um, at some point I got invited by a company to uh, be on their, be on one channel in their Slack. And so basically what happened is then they send an email so I can add that channel to one of my other Slacks. But it feels wildly oh, inappropriate. Yeah, channels. Yeah. yeah, it feels felt wildly inappropriate to add my clients to one of my other clients slack and have them as a sh shared <laughs> yeah, don't channel do that. <laughs> don't do that feels that super strange but That's it feels so equally weird to add a shared channel to my friend slack so i was like this is weird i will never use this um and they should just add me to one channel in their slack if they wanted mm -hmm. to do this but i'm never gonna do this thing because it's very strange and i I don't want to have a client in a client. That sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. Um, so um, this new thing where you can do this with DMs works exactly the same. So for instance, mm -hmm. Zach asked me to join or to accept his DM request, basically. And then I got like a modal to pick which Slack group I wanted to add Slack to. So now I have added Zach's hmm. DM channel to my friend Slack group, which is a friend Slack group. So like the the picture is a picture yep. of a glass of beer. And you know, it's all very, you know, <laughs> loose, lo loosey-goosey, weird and stuff. But if I hadn't known about this and I had just done it because Zach is someone I work with or whatever, suddenly now he's in my weird beer channel or whatever the yeah. fuck. Hmm. Like, uh, it, it just crosses borders for me that I don't feel comfortable with. Um, right now with Zach, it's fine because we're, you know, it's just the way it is. But I could easily see, because this is a work tool, strictly, um, I could easily see this happening in a way that this is really strange. Um, and I don't think I would ever use this feature at all. It, only if maybe you're working with multiple companies or yeah. maybe if you have a... Um, I've also heard that sometimes separate teams have separate slacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then this yeah, is nice. Thing, yeah. But um, like for, I mean, I for like a person. Of, I like the idea of being able to talk to people without joining a whole slack. I mean, that sort of appeals to me because like, like when I was freelance in particular, I was in 80,000 slacks. I would love to be able to DM my three friends from my work slack. But then it does cross a weird thing where it's like, can I shitpost to my partner but also, in my work but slack? Also, does my admin see it? <laughs> but also, yeah, exactly. Where does everything go? Because apparently admins can read all the DMs, which is also mm. very shit. But also, why that doesn't? Have, why is it not just like, like in Discord where you have your channels yeah. and then friends? Like yeah, that DMs makes more are a sense to me. Yeah. But um, and the other thing that I was thinking about, and I also saw a tweet about this that went viral, is that the fact that like there is no tools in Slack to do any moderation or anything. They're like, yeah. you're a company, can't so you have anybody. HR, you can block anyone. And now That's suddenly bad. you can just add anyone. Yeah. You do have to accept well, their requests, but still. On launch day, you could send a message 
with the invite and someone like immediately was like this is how you can harass somebody Mm because the message comes from slack directly so you can't just like block one email and you, even exactly. if it's disabled email for your workspace, <laughs> you still get the email. Like Slack knows yeah. that Shopify can't do it, but you could still email me. And so oh within, I think they ended up turning that off within a few hours of launching it. But it was fascinating. Like I saw a good thread from a former engineer at Slack that said the only time that Slack improves things is when they get abused. And so like um, they were like, the only way that this uh, gets fixed is if people report spam enough that the deliverability goes to hell. And I was like, that sucks. Like that really sucks. Yeah, that that's didn't the think worst thing. So that's the worst I, thing. I run a Slack for my company, and so I'm the de facto like IT person at my company. So I'm also <laughs> a Slack admin, mm-hmm. and the power. we have probably like eight to ten shared channels at any given time because we do that right. with all of our clients, and yeah, we yeah. have multiple clients, so we have all these shared channels, and since they release share channels you've been able to anyone that's in the share channel so that's a channel that's between both organizations and people kind of have to opt into that right i mean i Mm -hmm. guess the same moderation problems but Mm -hmm. anybody in there i can dm and that that is cool it well and it looks identical to this this is just sort of skipping the share channel step yeah yeah but it's still between two slack organizations to freddie's point of like if you're not on a work slack then it's kind of strange to be with someone else who is or vice versa yeah Yeah, it's interesting and you know what like the thing that really struck me i have i I will tell you something i've worked on a feature that's sort of similar in terms of like uh like an invite process that was like this at Shopify um, where you could invite a merchant to work with you on something. So like you are an expert in what you do. You can invite a merchant and uh, they can let you into their store without like weird permissions things. But we spent a lot of time thinking through, should we let people send custom messages without permission? Answer, no. Uh, Should they be allowed (laughs) to request... Uh, at them at all unless the merchant has turned on a thing that says I would like to get requests also no <laughs> in fact I think we actually ended up building something where there's a special code there's two options it's like people with my code can request or nobody can request or allow all requests actually I think it is and so if they have your special like pin they can request it and that way it's like you know it's mutual and that's what struck me about this is like at least for me, my experience at Shopify has been like, for, if this was in a UX review for five seconds, like we would have asked these questions. <laughs> it's really yeah. bizarre. I mean, maybe they have, and they just decided that there's yeah. other reasons I mean, why, that way heavier or whatever. But to me, it, it just feels like there is like a weird consent thing going on that doesn't feel extremely right. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to work, I mm-hmm. think those things are extremely important. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I was also thinking you you can't block anyone, right? But like, no, you and cannot. then they and then they point to HR, right? Yeah. Which is like <laughs> nice and easy. But uh, can HR then block someone for you? I don't think so either. No, they can block them by firing them. <laughs> but that's yeah. Like I have been in situations where this has happened at, on previous tools, and like all HR could do was say, "You can't talk to like do not engage with that person." Like yeah. It's crazy that they could, like, oh, sure, make HR have the control over that, sure. Like, but there should be something. Like, there should Someone be something. Should, the, yeah. Um, 
I think that my assumption here is that this was something that Slack was working on before they were acquired. But at some point, we have to start saying, like, is this a Salesforce feature? Uh Like, when does this become Salesforce Slack? Mm-hmm. Where you're like the day you log in and there's a Salesforce logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guarantee that's going to happen one day. It'll be a cloud instead. Just, just so you know, I do have to go in two minutes. So if you have any parting yeah. thoughts, now is the time to share them. Yeah, I mean, you could have done this before by adding someone as a guest to your Slack, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then they would get your team tile mm-hmm. in the sidebar of Slack. And so if yeah. someone did this with a lot of people they would have like a long list of teams they're in where they're only in like one shared channel or one mm-hmm. shared well one they'd have to be in a channel which could have been created just for the ability to bring them in and then dm them right. so it's really not solving like a ton but it's definitely creating a ton of problems so i mm-hmm. yeah i don't know the balance here was really worth it for slack yeah we'll see i mean they walked it back pretty quick we'll see how they try and relaunch it um but I, I'm going to launch into the thank yous. Thank you if you're listening on Twitter Spaces. I wish there was a way to like chat a little bit more. so that like Yeah, I wish there was a chat. But I guess that's what tweeting is for. Um, but thank <laughs> you for listening. We're trying to experiment with this every two weeks. So if you have feedback, feel free to DM us. Um, but it's sort of fun to do the live format. We'll get better at inviting people up in the future. It's just something we're slowly <laughs> slow to get used to. I have a bit of like stranger... I don't know. I've been on the internet too long. It's like... In the 90s, I was told not to talk to anybody I didn't know. <laughs> you know, like, and so I don't know. Uh, but we'll, we'll get better at it with time. But uh, thanks for listening if you're there. Um, if, you, if you enjoyed this, our podcast is published uh, on Spotify, all the places you can search Charge Tech Podcast and get it there. You'll hear the people who were recorded if it works this time. Uh, we also have a community Discord where we talk about these things. If you go to chargepodcast.com, there's a button you can join. It's like an invite only air quotes to reduce spam and make it a safe space and on that note i'm gonna say goodbye goodbye friends bye, bye everyone thank you bye, bye.